This episode of Lucas Tigers and Browns is brought to you by PWCC. Head over to pwccmarketplace.com and register. It only takes a few minutes, and it's 100% free. There you'll find weekly auctions with thousands of items, all starting at $10, closing every Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific time. You have to be registered to bid. They have the most transparent buyer's premium feature in the industry and extended bidding like no other auction house. Give it a try. You might find something you love. All right, Luca Nation, episode 876 of Lucas Tigers and Bronze. Oh, my. So now you guys know we have a variety of different content. You guys could go check out the PWCC recap with Cajun. You guys could go back and listen to the preview. Cajun Cajun did on Saturday. We have an exciting new series dropping tomorrow. It's uh, excited. Much I'm more, excited about it. It's much more collector driven. Uh, a longtime listener reached out to us and said, "Hey, you know, I love interviewing. I've been in kind of in front of the camera for for a large part of my life. Th- that stage is behind me. I know how that sounds, but I want to go into hosting. I love doing this. I'd love to do a ten part, fifteen part series on collecting." It went better than expected, so the first episode is going live tomorrow. We think you guys are going to absolutely love it. And then on Wednesday, you guys have a dealer's outlook, Black Jaded Wolf Uncaged. So a bunch of content going live. Every flavor of the week, if you like pistachio ice cream, we got that. If you got like strawberry ice cream, that, cookies and cream. Today might be a Rocky Road type of show because I have a bone to pick with myself and with the hobby. So it's up to you, Cage, whichever one you want me to start with. I want the bone to pick. I want the bone to pick with the hobby. That's my favorite. Give me the bone to pick with the hobby. Because, I mean, that's going to start it off and set the tone for the whole thing. We had Mark Mater on. We talked about John Love F. Kennedy. Guy. And uh, one Back thing to the left. No one, no one got that. No one, dude. No one got well, it. Well, what did JFK say? Ask not what this country could do for you. Ask what you could do for this country. You motherfuckers are the problem with the hobby. Now, I know that we're going to lose fans. People are going to be pissed in the comments. But it's every one of you listeners, you participants, that's responsible for making this hobby a better place. I'll give you an example. We're running these hobby awards. Problem number one, you guys don't read shit. Obviously, in a little square tile, we can't fully encapsulate every amazing content creator, business, influencer, vlogger, breaker, everybody in one little square. So we put tag your favorite person at the bottom. Do you know out of 500 messages how many complaints have come? Why is this person not on? Ow, this hurts. Why was I not included? Ouch, ouch, ouch. Do you know how many people in the comments cage have taken the time to say, hey, I love this person, and here's why. What's the point of these hobby awards in the first place? It's not so you could have a Grammy, give your Chris Rock speech, and someone virtually slaps you like Will Smith. That's not the point. The point is networking so that there's discovery, so that you might be watching Roth cards and you check out Card Collector 2. I like it. Why don't you guys use this opportunity to praise, give flowers, say, hey, this is something I love about Too Thick Pod. They keep it light and jokey. In a time like this, when the market's going down, I love Reckless and Manny and how they're able to keep it light and fun. That's what the hobby needs at this time. Zero comments like that. No. Why was this person not included? I don't know, man. A million reasons. And that's my bone to pick with you guys. You guys want to build a better hobby. You put all this responsibility and accountability on the big businesses, which you rightfully do so. But you don't hold yourself to those same standards. And that's my frustration. Listen, I like it. But you know what? I mean, I don't have a problem with people saying, why don't you include me? I mean, we, we're asking them, hey, who are we leaving out? Right? We're asking them to make sure that, you know, that the right people are included and the right numbers and the whole deal. So, you know, I mean, we're making sure. Thank you very much. Of course you don't have a problem with it. You don't read the comments. I do read you the just, comments. You just say, hey, this is a good idea. Run with it. Go get him, Andrew. Actually, and then yes. 
my idea, notifications. Yeah. I don't want to see these comments. I don't even care. That's, no, it's not. That's I'm going to go get smashed at my holiday party and, and <laughs> stay up until 5. But we're on am. here telling people, hey, if we leave somebody out, let us know. So, so I do read the comments. Read. The one that I would have sort of a, an issue with is people saying, well, what about me? What about Raven? What about me? You left me out. But that would be a problem to me. Those comments I don't like because if, if you know, don't lobby for yourself. You know, if you're really an omission, there'll be other people out there who you're making happy, who you're doing vlogs for, you're doing breaks for, who'll be saying that there was an omission. The hobby omission was, hey, this is who I use. And the fun part about it is, let me let me go on record here and say this, because this isn't a bone I have to pick with the hobby. What I learned from these things is that the hobby is way more expansive than even we know in our own little world. And, you know, it's, it's easy to see that. I mean, you have people like, you know, Ryan and Jeff Wilson and, you know, Card Ladder and Card Porn and all these guys that have 100,000, you know, followers on their accounts. Let's not go down a rabbit hole that you think they're paid for. I don't care. I'm just saying that there's a lot of people out there with a lot more followers than us. And when I see this stuff, what's great is we, we bounce the topics off of our team. And they're like, all right, here's a, here's here's the um, the nominees for tomorrow's category. And they'll throw like 12 names out. And I'll be sitting there going, I only know seven of these people. And someone will explain to me, okay, that's this guy. This is what he does and blah, blah, blah. So I, I view it differently. I view it as it's eye-opening. Sure, there's comments out there. You don't want people whining at you that we did it wrong. I don't think we did it wrong. I think when people are adding more names or people are trying to, you know, make a comment and say, hey, what about this one? Or what about me? That's good. That's good for the hobby because here we are now a centralized spot that everyone can look at and say, okay, I didn't know the people in their categories. And then as you get into the comments, there's even more people. Like I wouldn't take it personally, man. Just don't uh, think of it the better way. You used to be the guy who came into these things optimistic, glass half full. Now you see the glass half empty. You kick the glass over, you break the glass, you throw it out the window and someone steps on it. It's terrible. I want you to be optimistic, Andrew, again. I, I don't see the optimism. Full. We have Dave's cards, who's like the biggest fanboy for Slab Stocks ever. Like someone oh. hurt Slab Stocks feelings. And Dave's cards now fuels the personal need to protect slab stocks. Bagels and wax and bro name. I mean, that's they, his boy. They, maybe, have an, you know? they have an alliance yeah. like I've never seen before. Are it's they like best match? It's like Are the first survivor. We didn't know they were alliances, but they were. And there's these lines in the sand. There's the, all of these alliances that it's like – it's not Democrats, Republicans. It's like uh, they do it in Israel, right? There's like 32 parties, and we don't even we don't even like each other. And well, we all like each other, though. I like everyone. And they like you. And they like this little fire. They like this little fire that you come out with every now and again, too. It's, I mean, it's okay. You know, I mean, you're allowed to have some fire. You're allowed to be angry. This can be a pet peeve of yours. I'm frustrated by the participants of the hobby where they make things about themselves as opposed to make things about the community when they say that they're really about the community. All right. Listen, that is fair. And I'm not going to come on here and tell you you can't do that, right? I mean, I think maybe... The easiest uh, formula is you can try to help the hobby out by making yourself more important in the hobby. It's a it, sure, <laughs> but then people have problems with the fact that we get sponsors. They literally people are upset that we get paid to do this show. Think about that. We've never taken dollars from you guys. If you want to listen to the show for free, listen to the show for free. If you have questions, reach out. If you think we could do something or make an introduction, we'll do that. But all of a sudden. Now, being sponsored by X means means what? Means literally what? I don't know. It means we're taking money from X. It is, I, I don't. I don't know. I honestly listen. This is my favorite thing. These awards. It gets everybody talking. It even gets you talking. Look at you. It gets the fire lit. It gets the people going. And yeah, it's ne what we know when we do this stuff is that there's going to be engagement, which is good. But there's going to be some negativity. There's going to be people who are, you know, who are taking shots. There's going to be people who say we did it wrong. But that is <laughs> one of my favorite movies is um, History of the World Part One. There never was a part two, by the way. That's the joke. History of the World Part One. It's a Mel Brooks movie. Mel Brooks, a genius, genius comedian. And he's talking about like the, the dawn of time. And there are cavemen, right? And cavemen are in the, you know, they're in the cave and they don't know what the hell they're doing. They're inventing fire. And then finally, one of them picks up something and starts drawing on the wall. And it's the birth of an artist. 
and he does this whole thing about how art is born and he's he's drawing like a woolly mammoth you know a caveman drawing on the wall and immediately as soon as the artist is born mel brooks has another caveman stand up and says and with the birth of the first artist comes the birth of and a caveman starts pissing on the drawing on the wall and it goes all up the walls is the after the birth of the first artist immediately becomes the birth of the first critic you still see it here it's as true today right people we come out here and do a little content every single day we're the ones putting up these topics we're having some fun with it we're trying to make some content for the hobby community it's inevitable that the comments are going to be like you guys did it wrong well, well why don't you do it <laughs> like you didn't do it you know you do it then so i'm with you man i understand it but i just it's you know what do they say water up a duck you know, it is what it is, man. Like, you can't do this stuff without expecting some... Water over the bridge. No, water up a duck. Water under the bridge. It's water under a bridge. Water goes over a bridge, you're in trouble. What percentage? Like, crit critic I mean, to... 10%, 15%, um... 50%? I mean, listen, when things are polarized, you see it in politics, when things are polarized, if you put something out there, half the people are going to love it, half the people are going to hate it. I hope the hobby doesn't get like that because people come to the hobby to kind of escape that. But we've already seen it. Collective versus investor, battle lines drawn, alliances across different, you know, platforms of businesses. Yeah. But they make no compelling argument. So, like, I read the comments. Give me the best one. Give me, like, a paraphrase best one. No, I haven't learned anything. <laughs> so, they're like, why would you leave this person off? Ooh. What? So who why would you leave off? this person off, right? As opposed to saying, this person does X fantastic. This person does this really well, right? And and now someone comes to the content page and they're like, wow, I could discover. I never knew about Too Thick Pod. They're really lighted and funny. Wow, Neo Comics, they talk about this. Wax Museum Podcast, he's been in the hobby before COVID and he does amazing top deep dive topics. So you come to that and you're like, oh, this is cool. I could discover new channels, new players in the, in the space. Versus you go here and you're like, what am I even going to learn from this? Okay, so you're the best podcast in the hobby, Mazlopov. Well, we left ourselves out. If the category is the second best podcast, but Vadim uh, didn't like that. He's like, we're voting for second best podcast. Well, I mean, it's a joke, Vadim. It, it is obviously we are the podcast. We made the hobby awards. It's a joke, right? We're number one. It's basically just saying we're number one. You guys can all compete for number two. In case that joke was was this, that's you know. So we'll have to explain better. And guys, listen. The, to the topics, the awards, all this fun stuff, it's kind of like, um, you know, it's it's non-scientific, you know, it's like, all right, you know, and this is why before we started this, we were like, send us your messages now, you know, and we can, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take them into account, right, if there's somebody, but instead, no one sends it ahead of time. It's very easy to critique after the fact. You don't send the message and say, a couple of people sent us some stuff and make sure yeah. you include these people. Best hobby vlogger. Where's Shyway Vlogs? Shyway Vlogs is a parody account of vlogging. Why would we include him in the best he vlog? He also really hasn't vlogged this year, you know, about cards. I love him and I wish he does more content. So, you know, I mean, guys, what do we have? 12 vloggers on there? We have Santiago Sports off. I mean, but San Diego Sports will be in the best hobby, you know, shop category, like best hobby store. It'll be best LCS, you know. I mean, the, you know, there are reasons why if you're going to, you know, limit the categories to what we can't. We can't put every single vlogger in, especially ones that will probably be in other categories. I'm sure Shy Way will make his way into another category, you know, best hobby pilgrimage. It's going to be there, you know. I mean, hobby you can laugh. You can laugh. It's we made a special category called uh, hobby personality. We want to hear more from in 2023 mm -hmm. for that, for, for exactly so for him. By there's the way. no for grace. <laughs> there's no benefit of the doubt. There's jump down your throat and it, it's just stupid, man. It's just stupid. I, and the bone to pick with me is I was, what frustrates me. Okay. I'll give you an example. Like I was right about Patrick Mahomes. Yes, the beginning of the season. But Jalen Hurts was the right buy. Yes. I was yes. right about Gio Reyna and the USA team problems, right? And Jamar like, Chase. I understand. Justin Jefferson was the right buy. You were right. You were right about a lot of stuff. And my frustration, it was like, okay, so 90% of traders lose money. Why? Well, now I know why. Because I believe I know sport, but I don't know the hobby. And I can't, there's, I can't build the bridge from, I understand sports. 
to I understand how to make the right buys in the hobby. And there's a tremendous amount of frustration that lies there as this beginner. It's like, what am I missing? I mean, is it a hobby education page? Is it a, I mean, you know, is it, is Instagram more mean? Is it, is it Facebook groups that are helping people, you know, along? I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the right thing is. I think maybe what you're missing is the community that you had when everybody was making money and everybody misses that. And maybe that's part of it. You know, maybe it's a little tougher now. Maybe, uh, maybe you get a combination of people who are, are bleeding a bit combined with the fact that the content that seems to stick when it's that kind of market is that biting negative, you know, nitpicky type of content that's out there that I don't think really adds much value to anything, but you see it even bleeding into the comments. Right. And maybe that's your frustration. You know, you put something out there and I mean, what, what, what do we gain from this? This is not something we're being paid to do, right? No sponsor is saying, Hey, by the way, do a hobby award and make sure you pick the right one. No, if, if Ken Golden wins best auction house, he's going to win best auction house. I mean, it's just the way it is. It doesn't make a difference. I mean, we're, we're counting up the votes and we'll let you know who wins. We're just trying to have some fun with this. It's the end of the year. It's kind of like a look back. Think of it as, you know, the Spotify wrapped kind of thing, you know, for the year, right? You get your kind of, you get your kind of, your say, right? You, you know, and we're trying to, we're trying to do this type of stuff. This way everybody can kind of chime in. Andrew is getting upset. So guys, do me a favor, put some nice comments in. Cause you know what also, what, what I hear that, you know, it's the, 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 the loud minority. Sometimes you'll find that, you know, the, the people who comment are the people who are in the minority. The folks in the majority that are happy that are listening to us right now, thousands of people who are going to hear this when we put it out there, they don't comment. They don't come in because, you know, they don't they don't have they're just here to listen. They're a hobby participant. They're not going to be a big mouth. They're not looking to take a shot at anyone or anything. So here's my ask. If you listen to this and you're a fan of Andrew, maybe you try to kombucha one time in the last two and a half years because this weirdo told you to. It's not about me. Come on in. So when I say a fan of Andrew, I mean it broadly as a fan of hobby optimism, as a fan of somebody who wants the hobby to be a kinder, gentler place some place where we can all learn and grow together that's the andrew that's hobby andrew if you are a fan of hobby andrew come on in to the awards vote for your right person and put a little hobby positivity put a little positive spin on it put in there you know hey my favorite vlogger is um you know one of the 12 people that we gave you to vote for and say and by the way andrew love you the facial hair is looking fantastic this week. It's not about fucking <laughs> me. I'm not on those 12. My point is, if you're going to pick best hobby podcast, don't tell me the seven that you hate. Tell me the two that you love and why. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. But that's not what sells. You know? You're right. So you, guys yes. go out to, you guys are going to a nice black tie event. We did. She comes yes, out with weekend. an outfit. Mm-hmm. I wish she's like, hey, hey, Cage. She calls him Cage. She does. What should She's I wear? Mrs. Cage. You shouldn't wear the red dress, the white dress, or the green dress. Those all look very unflattering on you. He would be sleeping outside, motherfucker. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be dead. I have a score in my eye. I love how that blue dress accentuates your eyes. That's a hypothetical in the home. Same thing. All right, guys. So listen, when you get in the comments, tell Andrew how you like how he looks in a blue dress because it compliments his eyes, folks. I mean, he's got blue eyes. I mean, a blue dress would look right on Andrew. It would. Recap your hangover um, <laughs> prop picks and please. I did okay. I did, did okay. okay? I did okay. I mean, I I think I my, my props were not so good, but my plays were good. My picks were good. My picks were good. My 1 o'clock is better than my 4 o'clock, so I got the 8 o'clock. I definitely finished above 500 on the plays, not on the props. You played the Chargers over, over to it? Yeah. yeah. Because Remember I told you uh, Herbert, as a home underdog, is undefeated? Is that Herbert. right? Yeah. I said he was going to win, actually, too. He was getting three and a half points. I said, actually, sprinkle some, do a little Andrew, sprinkle some money, money line on the Chargers winning. Um, you know, we had a couple of those that were like that, that were right. You know, Jaguars getting points, Jaguars doing good. You know, I mean, there were, there were a few. There were a few that didn't work. I mean, Dallas was a huge letdown. I thought Dallas was going to run all over the Texans. Um, interesting little fun recap for the weekend. I mean, you know, I think Jalen Hurts. Even though Mahomes won, I think Jalen Hurts, you know, move forward in the MVP race. Clear cut. Probably a clear cut one right now. It's still, you know, still a bunch of time left in the season, and we'll see what happens. 
Um, I wouldn't be buying Brock Purdy. Not because I think he's terrible. I think, you know, that team is set up where a Jimmy G type quarterback, a system quarterback can lead them pretty far. And you're seeing how great the system is and the talent. Debo Samuel going down. Let's hope that's just an ankle and it's not so serious. Is a huge, huge loss for those guys. Um, but why wouldn't be buying Brock Purdy? And I talked about this, by the way, with Black Jaded Wolf in our Black Jaded Wolf Uncaged episode coming out on Wednesday, guys. It's just it's crappy products coming out now. I mean, it's certified, it's elite is the only stuff that you can get him in. So, I mean, you know, even if he's great, people are going to not want those once Prism and the other better stuff comes out. You know, they're not going to want his stuff from elite and certified. So this is exactly what you were talking about, right? Like, I could be right, but still wrong. Well, can we talk about this? So, like, I'm curious what you guys think. So Slab Stocks is a page, huge following. Typically, during the World Cup and the NFL, what they do is when a player does really well, They'll, they'll cherry pick two cards and they'll show this astronomical boom of like 200%, 300%. And there's nothing illegal about doing that. There really no. isn't. Now, my question, is it deceptive and unethical, right? No, because it's lazy, but it's not unethical. Go ahead. Does it steer people wrong, right? Because it, it plays to me that as viewing this is it plays on the emotion of I want to get in and chase X, X player. Um, so I'm going to I'm gonna feel like I'm missing the boat, and I'm going to go, and this is where you could be right and wrong. You could go and buy the right player and the wrong card. Yep. Yes, 100% right. And it is. It, it, it plays on your, like, oh, I better go get this guy now. 100%. I, I put it on my story. It might still be there as time we're recording this. I put a little cageism in there, and I said, you know, be careful with stuff like this. It's better to be smart than purdy. <laughs> you you're you have a knack for being able to make things you you, you cage knows like i'm i'm a heavy guy sometimes when i get pissed i can be like pissed for like a for a bit and i'm like yeah. oh. cage adds a lot of levity to you gotta diffuse it man you know what it is i've just i've been here long enough to know that you can get real pissed off and it's not gonna do anything did i get dark what the hell happened there Got a little fancy camera and i'm all dark hello I don't know. What and the reason it's frustrating for me is we, we just saw this play out with uh, the whole Carlos Alcaraz thing. Yes. Right? So those cards, Cage. I know you're a little dark. It looks like yeah, you're, what happened? You're you're in the in the mob games or whatever. You're you're being interviewed. <laughs> what Cage, happened? That that's an eight thousand dollar card down from thirty thousand bucks. And these same accounts, they don't post when it's going down, right? They they no. just post. Hey, here's the shock factor. Here's the FOMO. Here's here's what happened because of X performance, and it causes this stampede of demand for cards. So that's that. We don't need to beat a dead horse. What else is top of mind before we wrap up? I mean, listen, you're not beating a dead horse. I will tell you from a personal standpoint. I don't know anything about soccer, although I picked Croatia to win the whole thing before it started and they're in the final four so i'm gonna give myself a pat on the back there but i will be the first one to admit that i thought you know the slam stocks guys knew about soccer and uh last year they did a post about a guy named mason mount so i went out and bought a whole bunch of mason mount cards and said this guy's gonna be the next big thing because slam stocks know soccer and i'm gonna go buy a bunch of them and they uh, i've been watching for him uh he i think he has subbed in once or twice but he's definitely not somebody that anybody's watching or he's not really turned into anything spectacular and he's definitely not somebody i should have bought so i can be the first one to admit what andrew was saying does happen when you see those posts out there and you're like wow i got okay they, they know what they're talking about let me go run to buy this stuff and now i just got a bunch of mates and mount which ian likes because it's like a funny name he said mount but other than that, I'm not really doing anything good with the Mason Mount horde of cards that I have. So, I mean, just to, you know, hammer home a finer point that Andrew was making there, you know, like I said, better to be smart than Purdy. <laughs> I don't. Uh, did you watch the World Cup? I did, of course, of course. Any I watched thoughts? it. Any thoughts? I don't like penalty kicks. No. I don't like at the end, end at the end I think I'm okay with them. During oh. the game, I don't like it. I don't like that it's yeah, I mean, the, the good guys, they're it's like free throw shooting. You know, they're like the good guys like 80%. And I know it doesn't always work out that way because you saw from England, right? I mean, what was his name? Harry Kane, right? He hit one and then he missed one, and that would have been a big one. And but, but there have been a bunch of games this year where 
a team had a lead or it was tied and the team that was was actually scoring a real goal i'm gonna call it that i know i'm an idiot i know people you know are gonna say i'm i'm a dummy but a real goal got scored and then the game got tied up or another team came you know got got ahead on a penalty kick you know and i'm not talking about a penalty kick like at the end of the game I'm talking about like somebody somebody tackled somebody there was you know one of these like borderline plays the perfect example of it was right off the bat in in in, in wales versus us right where what, what was his name bale he was right? going away Darren from goal. bell he wasn't even facing the net like he's not going to score he would have had to pull up like a bicycle kick or whatever it is. He wasn't even close. And they give a penalty kick, and you know he's going to make it. And that that is a huge thing. And I know probably people watching this saying Cage don't know shit about soccer. And you're probably right. But just from a casual fan perspective, I wish there was a way to make a real goal. Like if, if it's a tie and one team has real goal and the other team has penalty kick goal, the team with the real goal should win or should be rewarded something. I that's my take. I know it's stupid. What, what Cage is saying is not all fouls in the box are created equal, right? Like, if you're going in on goal and you get tackled from behind and takes away a goal-scoring opportunity, yep. that, that should be a PK. because you're actually, try something here with the camera. I apologize. Go ahead. So you, shouldn't, you should get a PK for that, right? Someone took away a goal-scoring opportunity. But, like, the England versus France game where it was just, like, a long ball in the box and he gets bumped off the ball. Um should that be a PK? I actually endorse more PKs. So, like, you know how on corner kicks, Cage, sometimes defenders are holding the offensive player, grabbing them, not letting them jump? You know those plays? Yeah. yeah. I say give them PKs. But you have to admit, I, I, I'm a striker. So I, I hate defenders and all of the rule because there's a lot of gamesmanship in, in soccer. The thing about soccer, I don't know if you've watched uh, and realized this, like – NFL and, and basketball and the NBA, they give you all of these moments of um, all of these like highlight type of moments. Yeah. Soccer is more like theater. It's almost like you're w- listening to a boring orchestra and then there's the the moment and then it's the orchestra. Yeah. I mean, it's set plays, but the, I, mean, I have more. What game did I watch this weekend? The 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 Morocco goal where the left wing kicked it from, you know, 30 yards out and the guy got the header in, right? Um, yeah, he beat the goalie to the spot. And he beat the goalie, but he also beat his defender. Yep. Like, you know, like it, it was like watching a great catch from a wide receiver who who topped the ball. You know, he, he high-pointed it, right? And he got to the high point and, you know, the the you know the defenders did not. And that, I love that and I think that should be worth more than somebody who <laughs> is a fakey-fake tackle and – you know, gets a free kick at a goalie who has really no chance. If you're going to keep it the way it is, then on free kicks, what they should do is the, the net should have like a, like a, a thing that comes down and like takes a foot away from the goal on either on either side, right? So how about like these like extenders, like bumper bowling? They should have the posts should come in a foot on each side and a foot on the top and give the goalie a chance. Don't make a penalty kick goal as you know as easy as it is is that so crazy you can still have the same rules right but give i mean it shouldn't be so easy to score it's not that easy to score during a regular game it shouldn't be that easy to score a pk a pk yeah but harry kane missed one yes but but prior to that harry kane was 16 of 19 on penalty kicks yes i watched and i remembered no no is that a lot 16 of 19 on penalty kicks? Fucking A, it's a lot. Are you kidding me? It's like, you know, it's, it's like a free throw. It's like shooting 80%. Okay. I mean, Messi missed the PK. People miss, usually not during the game, they don't miss. On the other ones, they miss. But you know, Lewandowski missed you, the PK. But yes, okay, he missed the PK. Steph missed a free throw. It's the same thing, right? The NBA players, it's a free throw. A it's free throw is half of a basket. Yes, and you're exactly right. The free throw is not worth as much as a basket's worth. It's worth half. It's worth one point. This is ex- thank you for listening and thinking you are making an argument against me, but actually I'm not making an argument. Point. You're a hundred percent right. It, it it is the same percentage of success rate basically as a free throw. All right, and I know it's different. It's not a free throw because there's no bull. Bull is not standing under the net trying to block it when you shoot your free throw. The goalies right? are huge, aren't they? 
the goalies are big, but it's Other still a 50, goalies. It's still a 50-50 shot. It's still a 50-50 shot on these for the goalie. If they guess right, they guess it. If they guess right, great. And even if they guess right, if you had a good penalty kicker and they just power it home or they're able to kick it high enough, like the ones that get stopped are always the same. The goalie guesses, and it's three to four feet off the ground. The goalie's doing his dive, and he's able to get his hands on it. If you can if you can corner it, if you can get in the top corner, and you can put it with some some mustard on it, great. Why you, get a goalie, you get a goalie leaning, this, it's a pressure situation. But most people can. You should not, be able to bury that, that the right, top right or top left corner. But they though, right? do. Mo- the majority of penalty kicks are made. The majority of regular plays during the game are not. That's my. I mean, I we beat the shit out of this. Right. Soccer's been played this way for the longest time, but you know, they're I not mean, to, change it. Of course not. But they could do the bumper bowling. They could do yeah, that. I'm sure just, they're gonna build okay. A little penalty kick goals. and just yeah. zzz, zzz, yep. and just make it a little smaller. Just to the point that the crushes the goalie. Uh, no, literally. just a foot. Just a foot. Have you ever played goal? I play goal, and, and I've actually played goalie in different size nets before I was an injured, uh, you know, invalid. indoor outdoor. I played right? indoor like, soccer. You like, you like I was the on indoor? A traveling indoor soccer, and they played with like a humongous tennis ball instead of like a regular soccer ball. It's like a green ball. They're really hard to score in indoor soccer. I was a star in goal there. I'm like, can we use this outside? This is amazing. This is the best thing in the world. But yeah, I mean, you know, they. Maybe maybe bring out the indoor goal for penalty kicks. <laughs> casual fans are fascinating. First off, I, I think it's hilarious how little people remember that Croatia was in the final four, four years ago, and how they're like, I, I that to I remembered. Me is, you remembered. It's it's fascinating against that, France, and they're both back. Let me. So my thoughts on the quickly on the Portugal uh, Morocco game. I'll, I'll talk about Morocco, man. Hats off to them. A lot of people will be like, well, these guys sit in and they defend. But I'll tell you, one thing that they do that's, I think, different, and one thing I learned from them is a lot of times in life we play not to lose. And this Morocco team plays to win. Now, their strategy is defense and counter. But they counter with such speed and vigor. That is cool to see. And it's cool to see a bunch of – they're obviously athletic – but they commit so many numbers on the counterattack, and it looks like this team has so much fun when they play. But you know I, they've played together. You yeah. Know, because there's it's a cohesive unit. You watch them. I, I watched it at the end of the game when Portugal was just trying to tie it up, and you get one run, and the next thing you know, there's four of them just darting. And the passes are crisp. There's no, like, send it back. There's no take time. It's we know what we're doing. Take advantage. Don't let the defense get set, and let's go get our opportunity. It, it, I know exactly what you're talking about. There was a run later in the game, mm-hmm. 70, 70-something minute, 80th minute. Which four. normally wouldn't happen with, like, a team that sits in. They would send one guy and just bomb. But they, right, they sent good. number. You know who needs to watch the Morocco soccer team play? Who's that? Josh McDaniels. Okay. Play to win. Don't play not to win. Don't play not to lose. Don't go out there with that prevent defense crap and let Baker Mayfield just eat you alive. That's what happens. Go watch Morocco. Here's my thoughts on Portugal. Um, there was a scene early on in the game, and their coach is a little bit older, but he was like yawning. I don't know if you remember this. Like very early when the game just started. I mean, and that take a was, nap. I'm, I take naps. I'm old. That was the tone of this whole Portugal team. So I loved how this Portugal team played. I I, I would be buying Jao Feliz cards. To, like I, I'm a big believer. I said it before this tournament. I'll say it now. Um, Ali LaForce, who was the commentator, was talking about watching them warm up. And she said, these guys were missing goal. They weren't hitting target even in warmups. Mm-hmm. And you saw that carried on. So this Morocco team, they'll say everything about their defense. Portugal got chances. I mean, Jao Feliz got three or four chances. Bruno Fernandez got four or five chances. They didn't hit target. And my opinion was the talent of Portugal, but they didn't come in crisp. They didn't come in prepared. I think they underrated the opponent a little bit where they didn't take their chances. They didn't take their moments. They didn't hit target. They didn't make the goalie save these shots and maybe yep. have a rebound. Uh, and that ultimately cost them. I, I love watching this Portugal team play. I think they have such a good uh, balance of talent. So, and then and one more thing. Yeah, shoot. It's really disappointing to see Bruno Fernandez as the leader because his body language the entire game is not so, – he's a great player. He's a good player. Mm-hmm. But he's not a leader. And – to me, that actually hurt the team, right? The body language, the droop in the head when there's a bad pass, the, the all of these theatrics, 
Bruno Fernandez as that team leader, as the person that they look to, was a little bit disappointing to me uh, as someone who I like this Portugal team. I think they missed Ronaldo in that game. And I know the coach, you know, was probably saying I made the right move because Ramos came out and scored all his goals. And, you know, he was great in the game before it. But remember, we talked about Portugal. I liked that Ronaldo was out there, you know, you know, pulling deeper in, making plays. I know he was being, you know, you know, animated out there. But when I mean, they subbed him in, he literally had a goal chance in like the first minute. Yeah. You know, that's the kind of pressure they would have needed to keep on them and eventually would have gotten some scoring. And unfortunately, a little more of a direct threat than Ramos. He, sure. he, he, they didn't have that threat in there for the first two thirds of the game. And you're already down. And, you know, he would have been in the beginning. You wouldn't have had as a hunkered down of a defense as um, Morocco was when they had a lead. So, I mean, whatever. You can always second guess and, and Monday morning quarterback the whole deal. Soccer's fun. We'll see. We'll see, you know, how it ends up. We'll see who's in the finals. Um, the Kodiak Croatians have been a lot of fun to watch and root for. Um, you know, I will say this. Hot take. Uh, 35 minutes into the episode, guys, ready to clip this one. I would not buy anyone's soccer cards. And it's not because I don't think that they're great. I think Kylian Mbappe, who, by the way, was a friggin' ghost in this last game, didn't do anything. Like, didn't really have any shots on goal that I saw. It wasn't really Mbappe? Active. Yeah, it didn't really have any great runs. I watched the whole game. and he was Versus very, England? Yeah, he was very quiet. Yeah, but, yeah, but uh, I mean. You, no, but so I'm about to compliment. They triple team Yes, that's and, a good thing. and it made it made a lot of other people open, and you have to watch and realize he was taking defenders out of the play, which you know sometimes it's going to happen. You know, he created a lot of Griezmann played phenomenal. Griezmann had a great game, which is great because he's a car collector. But he, let me let me let me hammer it home. I think Mbappe is a fantastic player. I think he's an athlete like nobody else out there. You can tell he's significantly faster than anybody else out there. When he gets an opportunity, more often than not, he takes it and makes it. So and he was the you know, the goal scoring leader last time around. Won the cup. Probably is the favorite to win a second one in a row, which does not happen that often. You talk about like Pele, Garincha, Brazil teams, but he's going to be the guy, and he'll probably be the guy again in 2026, and they'll probably be favored to do it again, and that's amazing. And he's going to go out, and he's going to be on a legit team now going forward. He's going to be scoring goals. He's going to be the guy. But here's the thing: I don't think people care. I don't think soccer cards are a legitimate collectible. I'm being no. as honest with you as I can be. You, you, I don't, you're missing the point, though. It's No, no, I'm not. I'm not. You can talk about how great he is as a soccer player. He is. He's a great soccer player, and he's fantastic. It doesn't make a difference. People will not be buying soccer cards. People will not be collecting. This is my hot uh, take. They're I'm buying being, them now. They're not. They're buying them to flip them. They're buying them to flip them. Nobody is actually buying soccer cards. There's very few and no new ones. No, Very you're so wrong ones. on this. Okay, well that's good. That's why it's a hot take. That's why it's a take, and that's why we can. You argue don't about dabble it. in the soccer. You don't even watch. Of course I do. I have points that, but that's the point, man. And no one who collects does. No one cares about soccer cards. You know, you you watch the Argentinian team watching this, right? And you know, I watch them in Argentina. And it's a humongous millions of people out there cheering for yes. that team to make it, right? And they're all what? What did they buy? They're all out there with their messy jerseys. They have faith in their team. They support their team. They support their okay. guy. Not a single one of them cares about a card. Well, or they're, they're not, not going to be at the I, I, no, no, no. But they don't. But but they don't. They don't own the cards. And and soccer cards is something that the people are trying to force on folks. And I've been saying this. No, all along. you're so wrong on this. Okay, dude. so explain let, let's back, let's just pause and backpedal first for just three seconds. Sure. First off, the Argentina fans are amazing. They had to add more flights. Yeah. Because of how Argentina fans show yep. up. The collector base of soccer is small but strong. But it's it was small. small but strong before this whole run-up. And we have not gained what any. What run-up? Have you checked prices of cards? Yes, before. I mean the overall card run-up. So so my, my premise here is that there are people who collected soccer cards before. And they're still here. In every other sport, there are people who collected those cards before. And during this COVID run... Don't okay. talk about price run during the COVID popularity run. Let me call it that, right? Okay. We've added significantly more collectors, more people to the hobby. You name it. Some flippers, some investors, some but they, but but collectors have come back into the hobby and they've stayed. In soccer, we've seen an increase in people who are buying soccer cards. But when it's all said and done and the dust settles, the people who are collecting soccer are going to be the exact same people who were here before. We're not adding anybody but soccer flippers, and it's impossible. That's so false. It's actually the okay. complete opposite of what mm -hmm. I'm seeing. 
Okay, what are you seeing? Talk about what you're seeing. I see, I see way more flippers in NFL and basketball than in soccer. I think. Yes, of course there are. Look but, at the soccer prices. You could get a Pulisic. Those are real sports. No offense to soccer. Sure. Those are real soccer sports. sucks. Dana White says it's boring. I'm, no one's trying to convince you that soccer is amazing. But, but even me, if it's me, great. Go ahead. You could get a Christian Pulisic gold right now, second year, for like 30 bucks. Yeah, because it's I, I would use it to wipe my ass in a year. That's you're not, why you you're get not it in the $30. soccer market. No, dude, because what I'm telling you, you're going to buy a Christian Pulisic gold for $30, and it will be worth $28 in six months. It'll be worth $28 that's fine, in you know, six months. I, I just want to buy Christian Pulisic card. Okay, that's great. So you tell me you're buying that card because you want to hold it forever. What do you? I'm, I'm not. I'm saying, asking you that question. What yeah, is your? For sure. So you just want to keep it. You're buying that for thirty bucks just because you want to own it. Yeah, that, that's the beauty. There's, There's very two, few people who would say that I'm, right now. I disagree. Well, you could disagree. You'd be wrong. About what? About what are we arguing? Want, so, dude, I made a statement. You said I was wrong. So, if you don't know what we're arguing about, then you're a moron. There are collectors in soccer. Very it's, few, it's, and they were here before. And anybody who came into soccer with this increase of soccer cards and all these extra printing and all this prism and all this other junk that's out there now, okay. people are buying it not to actually collect it and hold it. They're buying it because they want to flip it. And that I don't think soccer cards are a valid investment. I don't think soccer cards are something that anybody really wants going forward. But they don't have to be. Any more than we're here before. I'm already. a 12-year-old mm -hmm. and I'm playing soccer. Soccer is my favorite sport. I could afford my favorite player. Yes, but soccer fans and soccer people don't buy soccer cards. So this is an easy premise. Soccer cards are something that were forced on people, like like, like Marvel PMGs. That's a, such a pre preposterous take. It's crazy that they were forced only, on people. Only preposterous. Who forced it on people? Mm, influencers. Which influencers? All of them. Anybody who ever posted Dude. a soccer card. Who's Gunnar has never forced it. anybody anything. He, he was here before. He's a perfect example of making my point. He I love soccer. Before. I've been buying so soccer. Now cards. name other Gooners who who came in after this run up who are staying New here. New York showing up, sports cards. Who was here before? None of them are people who you've seen. You're saying there's no new collectors. Correct. Correct. Nobody knew. Because they, they don't have social media profiles that you no, can point to. No, because because there's nobody who is. There's just nobody. There's there are soccer collectors were here before. Soccer buyers now are people who are looking to capitalize on soccer cards going up in value and looking to flip. Because I don't see any flip. I mean, there's always flipping, but I don't see that any flipping. In soccer, even compared to basketball and football. And that's going to make it even worse. People are just going to exit. Why? There's just people who makes... like soccer and want to buy their favorite player. Cage, I, I would love Luka guys. Modric. Yes. I can buy a Luka Modric silver. You don't get it. Bucks. Yes, you can. Are you? I am. Okay. And what are you planning on doing with Luka silver $6? Luka Modric? On... Yeah. I'm just stashing. Stashing it for what? What do you? I just want to buy cards of my favorite players. Okay. Cards and I like. To keep forever. That's your collection. You're never going to try on whatnot to sell that Luka Modric in a mystery pack for $12, but you bought for six. I, you know, I don't do the – so I, I'm did asking. We did, I did probably 10 mystery pack sessions. I wanted to learn. I learned by doing. You guys know that. Nine of them, I lost money. I'm like, this is not that fun. I don't believe that people can make money on this. Maybe some do if you have big accounts, but like this is not fun. I'm not going to do mystery packs, but I wanted is to Is your learn. answer yes? You're going to buy it for $6 no. and keep it? Yeah. Forever? Okay. So, can so I just then, say between forever and hey, like I could hold this till I'm 40. Uh, I mean, I like that's forever. But I'm more than a year is forever. Yeah, for sure, dude. Great. Then 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 the hobby has added you as a soccer collector. I don't know many others. Whereas in the other sports, yes, you're right. There are more flippers, there are more people who are come and gone, but they're also significant. How many hockey collectors do you know? A lot. But hockey didn't add a lot of flipping during this time period. Soccer did, and the soccer prices ran, and now they're getting crushed. The hockey prices didn't see the same messy run-up, the same mega cracks on crack. They didn't see all that stuff. Soccer did. Messi and Ronaldo ran. And almost yes, all of them. Mbappe did. Almost everything did, man. Yeah, the prism stuff. You can still get a rookie. Correct, and I have some. I don't know who Sadio the hell he is. Awesome. But – that's but yeah okay. You could get a Mo Salah rookie, and I can buy I can buy Moses Malone cards. One hundred percent, I get it. That's not the point. The point is soccer and hockey are very very different. 
Hockey's wow. gone through an organic growth period during this time and hasn't seen anybody come in and say, you got to run and buy Mason Greenwood cards. Look at all these cards. Myself included, I bought a friggin' ton of Mason Greenwoods to try to sell them more. Maybe I, I was never I was never buying soccer cards because I'm going to be a soccer collector for life. Maybe I missed the, the whole soccer flip. But you I did. think now is when soccer is actually adding the true collectors that you're talking about with hockey. Maybe, but it hasn't happened. And I it, don't think it does happen. I think when the World Cup ends, people don't give a shit about soccer anymore. And I think it's going to be even worse. But there will be another There will be another World in Cup in four years. years. That's very different in four years. And I think within the next four years, you're going to lose a lot of people who are putting money in but, soccer. But that's going to reward the collectors who don't leave. Maybe. Why maybe can't not. we think in four-year cycles anymore? Let me ask you something. The fact that you would say it like that means that you're actually either lying or don't get it. No one wants to reward collectors. The huh? reward to collectors is that they get the cards that they want to collect. Why do we need right. to reward collectors? That's the reward when you mean collectors. it, the reward to collectors is that when the next World Cup happens, no, their cards are worth No, more. you're missing the point. Then the what's reward, the reward? Reward for collectors is that people leave, they sell their cards, Prices drop, and I'm able to get really cool. I like I could get a Pirlo auto. But you can get that now. You said. Can the, you? The, can the I talk? You said. You said the, the real collectors will be rewarded when the World Cup happens. This again. is the reward. If you let me finish, but that's different. You're changing it now because you <laughs> can know I, I talk? Yeah, go ahead. you said yeah, people are going to leave between this World Cup and next World Cup. When people leave, what does leaving mean? It means they sell off their assets. So you're the ones that they wanted to flip. So you're able to get awesome cards for cheap that's the reward for collectors i could get a pure low card pure low auto really nice pure low auto with a patch for like 150 bucks that's a cool card i love pure low guys hilarious the most interesting man in the world you can get all these really cool cards if you know soccer you know the lineage of soccer the heritage the history of soccer for cheap that's a reward I like that reward and the collectors who were here before that were able to hold on and not buy that run up and not lose money and not get crazy in it when people came in inorganically they can now buy their stuff again for the price they would have been without the puppy dumpy yep the only problem is and i'd love to see the comments i'll actually look at the comments in the youtube one on this one. oh thank you if so much if you're a soccer collector if you're somebody who came in in the last year or two and you're planning on staying put that in the comments let me know because i haven't heard from too many of them i don't know too many of them and instead what i saw in the last couple of years was everybody saying the same thing which is i'm gonna buy this because the world cup's coming and i'm gonna hang on to this guy because when the world cup's coming everyone's gonna be looking at soccer and we're gonna be, we're gonna be it'll be a money making that'll be the reward i could buy it now and i could sell it when the world cup's here and everybody's talking about soccer i'm gonna buy my police cards and when he's captain america and he goes out there and wins a game i'm gonna sell my ballistic cards that's what everybody thought it didn't actually happen it that way it, what, what the issue with the, with that was the world cup was timed with maybe the worst hobby market in two three years so it didn't have enough demand there was all of this supply there's a ton of cards there's not enough soccer collectors so no matter even who performed prices were going down okay but it added me as this world cup reminded me how much i love soccer and you knew I was kind of off soccer for a little because mm -hmm. it was like my past love. You know, maybe it's time to move on. I've, I've, I've remembered how much I love soccer. And I'm like, okay, well, there's all these people that collect minor league prospects in baseball, right? Yep. I know soccer. I don't know baseball. Maybe this could be my thing. Yeah. Okay. So you're a college soccer player and you've been added to the ranks of soccer collectors, which proves me wrong. There is at least one. What I would tell you as a soccer collector is what I was saying to you, what I was saying about my hot take does not apply to you. If you plan on keeping your Luka Modric cards for $6 for silver or buying your autographs, just like I bought a George Gervin gold logo man, whatever it is for a hundred bucks, I don't care if that goes to $70. If you're planning on buying that Luka Modric and it goes to five or four and you don't care because you just want to own it, I'm not talking about you. What I'm saying is that these cards the vast majority, especially the ones that have been released in the last couple of years, they don't have an actual investment future. And if you're a collector, that's fine because you don't care about their investment future. You just want to own the cards. And I'm okay with that. I think part of the problem is that there's going to be a lack of collectability for so much of this stuff. And there's so few collectors with so many different cards that you can possibly collect of Luka Modric or of any of these guys. Even friggin' Pele Auto. There was a national pride Pele Auto in yesterday's PWCC auction that sold for less than Auto. Was that, that, was that a Leaf one? Yeah. 
People don't yeah. trust the leaf auto. I know, but it, but it's a but it's another example of a soccer card of a great that's out there. You don't want sticker autos, though. I get that, but what I'm saying is that over the last couple of years, we've seen a proliferation, even of bad stuff, medium stuff, good stuff. There's a price point for everybody, and when you have that, it's very difficult for stuff to grow. Right? The the reason why the Pele stuff sold and it's coming down, but the reason why it sold for such a crazy price is because soccer cards were never thought of as a legitimate like we're going to collect this, we're going to invest in this. It took a while of price discovery. You are very good at explaining this stuff for which Pele card was the one that people were going to chase and the other ones got beat down to hell, right? And we like certain ones and the whole deal. There just wasn't a history, there wasn't a story. And now we've we've gone the exact opposite direction. We've seen a slight increase in in fan base and in collector base, and we've seen just a humongous glut of supply. To but, me, that's scary. But uh, if we go that route, there's mm -hmm. like 17 cards that have collectability. Mm, yes, but in other sports, the fan bases. It are doesn't even matter sport. It's just mantle. Oh, Ruth. that's not true. What are you talking about? That's the card everyone wants. Like, if we're just really talking about collectability, everyone just wants that mantle. No, but I believe that when football and soccer, and remember, we're talking about like, football, like no track record of collectability, having collections that you can buy and hold over time. You know, you talk about something with like football. All right, you could buy something this year that next year might have some value. You can buy Kyler Murray hoping that next year he has some value and maybe you're holding on to it for a year or two. You can buy those guys because football card collecting now has a many, many year not not two years. It's not something it was something that was done before the bubble, not the way it is done now, but football's also significantly growing. There's a season every year. There's not football. just a world. World Football's Cup. in for a world of hurt because when all these RPAs of non-game worn players hit the market, all you guys are going to be running for the fucking fences. Maybe for the and, and what's funny is if you if you can say that about football, and I'm not saying you're wrong, but if you say that about football, but think that soccer, without a major event for uh, uh, until four years from now without any real American stars, which is where people collect. I mean, I know we not all people collect outside of America, but but the hobby is it's a, a very American thing. But you don't have an American-drawn thing. If you think football is in more trouble than soccer in the immediate future, you have to be careful. You don't, you don't have to worry about it because you want to be a collector, and that's fine. You'll be rewarded by lower prices. But if there are people out there who are <laughs> buying recent soccer cards, hoping that they can flip those, hoping that they're going to be a viable collectible over the next couple of years, I'm fearful for those folks. You didn't even touch on the biggest headwind, and I actually thought about this, and I agree mm -hmm. with it from one perspective. It's And this might be controversial, but this is just true. Hey, now. Soccer is a poor person's sport. And collecting cards or investing cards is a rich person sport. Now, obviously, those are tongue in cheek, but those are actually facts. Soccer is a poor person sport. If you look at the countries and the players that typically come out, they come out of the favelas. You know, you guys know what the favelas are? Yeah, so they, they all the time in the Fast and Furious movies, they're running through them. The Rock is like breaking <laughs> people's houses in the favelas. I mean, it's just like, oh, crazy. So, so whereas buying cards, it's like you, 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 it's usually a disposable income thing, right? Yeah. So people who are trying to just make it out aren't like, hey, let me get a piece of cardboard of Messi. It's like, let me just watch Messi play. And I understand. I get it, and that's I mean, it's valid. I mean, these guys—they do they, the fans do find a way to support, but I don't think that that they've been—I don't call it trained to buy cards of their guy. You know, I mean, you're a baseball fan. You buy the jersey. You watch the games. You buy your favorite player's card. In in soccer loving countries, they buy the jersey. They go all out and they cheer for their team. They watch the games. But buying the card. It's not been part of it. Buying stickers in a lot of European countries, especially, has been part of it. But but you've seen like a one of one sticker stuck in a book, right? You know, the South Korean player, the one because oh, that's what you do. You stick it in a book. You don't put it in a plastic slab and try to sell it for more money than you bought it for last week. So it's a little bit of a different kind of you know cultural. Well, thing. And it's blending, right? So now Germany, you see all the the B Brothers story. Germany's starting to have a collector base of car of card enthusiasts and they mm -hmm. traditionally had a good soccer team england you're starting to see a little bit more collectability in the uk for sports cards. so it's like it's catching on 
collecting cards was a traditionally a North American USA thing. Yeah. Soccer was traditionally a world thing without USA. It is. Correct. So it's, 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 it's the blending, and, and it, maybe it's a 10, 20-year thing, and maybe it's not a great investment. I, I think you've ended on the correct sentence. Do you want to end that podcast there? Is no, that- but, uh, but maybe it's not a great investment. Listen, I don't know everything, and I'm not right about everything. I don't have a crystal ball. I don't have you know the ability to see the future. I just would say that I'm nervous about the proliferation of soccer cards without a you know a real collector base to kind of support it. I know there are collectors. I love Gooner. He's the best, and I'm sure he's going to be out there finding treasures that he otherwise thought were going to run up on him that, you know, that he can now buy because they've come back into his price range. I'm sure there's plenty of other people like him who have been here for a while and now are, you know, are legit collectors and stuff. I just don't think there's many people who are being animated. How about Pokemon? Pokemon was traditionally a table card game. And then it became a thing where the Zard was $260,000, where those table card game players became collectors. Yes, it was a nostalgia-drawn thing combined with the crazy run-up. Pokemon has gotten the crap beat out of it recently. But what happens, of course, is Pokemon is continuously replenishing itself in the mind of children. Take it from someone who has a nine-year-old who had to go see the Pokemon movie, Detective Pikachu, and watches nine different forms of Pokemon journeys and Pokemon stuff on Netflix. It is legitimately always there. They have a new card release all the time with new shiny stuff that I can't even pronounce half these things. You saw it. He gave you a Jamarant, but his name was Cromorant. Remember, you loved it. And <laughs> and so Pokemon is just a huge world brand. I know soccer is also, but it's always been a card. But what Pokemon had going for it, and if you want to say you want to compare soccer cards to Pokemon. I'm okay with that. But what's, what Pokemon needed was 20 years for the kids who were playing it in the 90s as kids to remember playing it in the 90s as kids. Now they're 30-somethings and they had to go out with the money they were making and buy a Squirtle and buy a Charmander. You know guys yourself who are huge Squirtle fans. We were in group chats with them. They remembered Squirtle when they were kids and now they had enough money. They're going to go back and buy the Squirtle. So is it possible that in 20 years when the World Cup comes back, there are people who – for his girlfriend. Maybe. But there will be people who are who, – who have, have reminisce going and watching the World Cup and Christian Pulisic, you know, becoming Captain America here and, and having a great World Cup in 2022 slash 2026. And in 2045, they're going back and buying these cards because, yeah, they remember it. And they remember when Prism was making World Cup cards and these are cool cards and it's Mbappe and he was the best. And they go back and get them and it could be viable, you know, assets then. Sure, especially if card collecting is, is grown. Fanatics by then has actually done their thing. Sure, you want to compare it to Pokemon? It took that long for Pokemon to become a mainstream thing that people blew up. Do you up. remember Panini Treble? Do you, have you seen that release? No. Treble? treble for soccer it's a beautiful like the treble makers it looks like it looks like a little gsk it's like it, so so that's a super clean card what happens in times like this is people trim the fat like you said what if you get some could get some really cool cards like in 2045 when let's just assume that's the date when mm-hmm. things when soccer takes off maybe now is when you get the pele rookie in a psa 8 and you don't sure. see another one for 20 years Sure. And and the only people who will be doing that are people who are looking to buy that card, whether it's going to be great, whether it's not, and hopefully they hang on to it. And and it will be worth more. A true collector, though, in 2045 might not want to sell it. Who the hell knows? They that's might the real, they might be dead. But no, but that's the real key, right? That's part of the reason why some of these things run up when there is a run. You know, the Pokemon cards didn't just go from $10 to $100 overnight. They went from $10 to $100 because the people who bought them for 10 weren't willing to sell them for 20 30 40 and 50 There has to be that scarcity. There has to be more demand than the supply out there, and the people who are holding them have to be willing to be such a collector that we say price doesn't matter until the price gets to so much that you're like, you know what? Okay, now price matters. You know, and that's what you see. And right now, with, with so much cards that are out there and so you know, so many printed, it's hard to see that happening without some real shift, especially in soccer. That's I mean, that's my fear on it. Um, I like soccer. I've enjoyed this World Cup tremendously. I may actually start watching, you know, soccer with Ian. You know, maybe pick maybe pick a team, a club team to kind of watch and you know and follow, maybe pick a guy to follow, maybe buy some stuff. Um, and just put it aside, but not care if it goes down, up, or whatever. I was a Mason Greenwood fan. I obviously don't know any more Mason, Mason Greenwood cards after his craziness. 
but yeah, that was somebody. I mean, I I, I usually usually pick somebody. You know what? He looks. He's got to cut his hair. You don't you don't like the you don't like the cut. No, I mean he's you're, fast. You're, he's, you're a you're a clean cut guy. You know what he looks like to me? He's a lot of flash. He's a lot of he's a lot of like 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 he's he's like a hibachi chef. Um, you know, there's a lot of like you know stuff there, but the gourmet is not going to happen. Like he's fast. He can take it from midfield up. He can create something, but I don't think he's a finisher. So he reminds me of a hibachi chef. You know. No offense. I'm just tired of talking to soccer with Cage. That's what he does. He wears you down. He is. Well, it's an hour. I would wear anybody he, down he, an hour. I don't know how you last as long you, as you do. Start collecting sumo wrestling cards. It's a great idea. You know how they do their autographs? They just smash their hand down. It's like a whole hand. It's a good time. Take care, everybody. Easy to frame. <laughs> Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.